NPR. Property insurance is one of those things that most people do not want to think about unless they really have to. But Jim Donlin is not most people. Years ago, after serving as a Louisiana legislator, he went to work for the state's Department of Insurance. And the more policymakers like legislators and elected officials learn about insurance, the less they want to deal with it. But it's necessary. It's incredibly important. For obvious reasons, right? When disaster strikes, insurance is there to hopefully help people financially rebuild their homes and their lives. But what happens when the insurers decide they can't do that anymore? That is what happened a couple of years ago when hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Ida hit the state. Events that led to a true crisis in our insurance market. When Laura hit, the market here dried up and the herd ran out. Well, with $24 billion in insurance claims during that period, some insurers did go broke. And others decided they had to leave the state or stop writing new policies. And that led to insurance becoming inaccessible or unaffordable for a lot of people who needed it. Now, in the past couple of years, Louisiana is not the only place where this kind of thing has been happening. Florida, Texas, and most recently in California, there are signs that the insurance market is breaking down. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. Today on the show, what these insurance market failures have in common and what might be done to fix it. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. The world needs entrepreneurial leaders, and you can become one at Babson College. Gain the skills to lead, motivate, and inspire through a specialized master's or MBA program with full-time, part-time, and online options. Turn ideas into action with a graduate program that caters to your professional needs and fits your lifestyle. Ranked number one in entrepreneurship by U.S. News and World Report. Apply now at babson.edu slash gradprograms. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com slash indicator. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com slash flagship. You can think of the property insurance market like a big game of hot potato, where the potato is risk. And that's not my metaphor. That is Melanie Gall's, by the way. I'm an assistant professor at Arizona State University, and I co-direct the Center for Emergency Management and Homeland Security. And like, if you meet people at parties, how do you explain what you do? I study disasters. That (laughs) sounds like good party conversation. So what I study is the interaction between natural hazards and society. And when hazards happen, the question in society is often, who pays for it? And this is where insurance comes in. Let's assume you have a mortgage. Your mortgage holder is not willing for you to take that risk. So they force you to have homeowner's insurance coverage. And so by doing that, you transfer your risk to the insurer. But it doesn't end there because there is another participant in this game of hot, risky potato, 
something called reinsurers. So reinsurers are insurance companies who insure insurance companies. So it's like a three-tiered system, if you think about it. You know, you buy a policy from an insurance company, and then that insurance company also buys a policy from a reinsurer. And so if they buy reinsurance, they pass down the hot potato to the reinsurer. This is the way things work when they work. But lately, this potato has just been getting too hot. According to various estimates, the cost of reinsurance has skyrocketed in the past year or so, as much as 30, 40 percent which makes things tougher for home insurers. And that's partly why State Farm said it would stop writing new policies in California recently. The likelihood of a home being affected by wildfire has increased in some areas exponentially. And then in light of climate change, it's only going to increase further going forward. This seems to be a trend. We've sort of paying attention to California as the most recent example. But like if you look at Florida, if you look at Texas and Louisiana, Insurers have been calling it quits in those states in recent years because they have also made a a similar risk calculation and just decided it's not worth it. I think that's absolutely correct. I think the insurance market will only get more challenging going forward because climate change is going to increase the risk for more severe flooding, for more severe hurricanes, you know, more extensive wildfires, etc. So that risk is going to go up. So why would insurers quit instead of just, I don't know, raising their premiums? Well, Melanie's guess is that insurers, for one thing, have to think about how competitive they are. If their premium is a lot higher than a competitor's, who's going to buy a policy from them? And it is also worth noting, in California's case, they have regulations aimed at making insurance more comprehensive and affordable for homeowners. But that also makes it harder for the insurance companies to make a profit. So if insurance companies are quitting certain markets, what does that leave homeowners with? Well, for California, Texas, Louisiana, and Florida, they have a safety net option set up by their respective governments, what they call insurers of last resort. The problem for people who end up getting insurance this way, though, is that it is generally a lot more expensive than what they would have gotten before on the private market. In some cases, the premiums are double what they were. And so for a lot of people, that insurance becomes unaffordable. So there is a somewhat societal and ethical problem, if you think about it, because these homes were allowed to be built in these high-risk areas. And it might have been safe to build in that area a few decades ago, but it's no longer safe now because of the change in climate and all the other development that might have gone on in that area. So then now you are the person who has a hard time getting insurance, but you will also have a hard time selling your property. So we got people stuck in high-risk homes. We got a huge demand for insurance that some insurers don't even want to touch. This is what you call a market breakdown. But Melanie believes that there are ways to try and mend it. First, she says you got to reduce the amount of risk that is out there. You know, cool down that potato. On the government side, the state could try and discourage development in hazard-prone areas and maybe even buy out people who are stuck living in those areas and can't get out. And second, Melanie says consumers can also play a part, and it begins with them getting better information on the potential risks of moving to certain places. So communicating the risk in a way that's understandable to people. And I personally think the one unit everybody understands is dollars, because that dollar number you can put into context of what you actually earn. 
And what might that look like? Well, Melanie says, you know, when you buy a used car, you can get a vehicle history report. And she says, we need that for homes. Something that clearly communicates the history of hazards at a particular location, the costs of insurance, the financial risks of a disaster. Melanie says this would also discourage people from moving to high-risk areas. But Jim Donlin from Louisiana's Department of Insurance, he says there are places where people have to live despite the risk. Understand this about our coastal area. It's a working coast. We don't have any pristine white beaches with high-rise condominiums. We supply a huge portion of the seafood that's consumed nationwide, and we supply a huge portion of the energy. All of that requires school teachers, firefighters, hospital personnel, restaurants, etc., who have to live in the same vicinity where those activities are taking place. It's vital to not just our economy, but the national economy as well. But Jim says for people living in those areas, getting affordable insurance is really hard right now. And that is because of those record-setting hurricanes we mentioned earlier, which broke some companies and scared a lot of others off. But the state does have a plan. To try and lure those insurance companies back, the state is offering up to $45 million in incentives. Literally, thousands of families would be turning their keys in and giving up on the cost of home ownership if we didn't attract more competition to our market. I believe that we're on the right path to making it work. So far, Jim says about eight small insurance companies have shown interest in this. And he says, hopefully, others will follow. But there's no guarantee that these incentives and these grants will solve the problem. Longer term, Jim says the focus needs to be on builders and home buyers fortifying their homes and making them more storm resistant. In all his decades of living in Louisiana, Jim says hurricanes have definitely become more frequent and more severe. And that risk isn't going away. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges and engineered by Catherine Silva. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. VLA is our senior producer. Kate Cannon edits the show. And the Indicators are production of NPR. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction. Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all. At all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Rae tells us how to make peace with the path not taken. That's on the Wild Card podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation.